Well, welcome church and happy Sunday. I'm so glad you guys are here. And my name is Justin Tucker and I'm the director of Ward Kids. Now you can see that we're in a different location. We're not on location at Ward Church today. We're actually in a really great spot in downtown Detroit. And even though we're not in our live building today, next week, we're gonna have live services again in our building at 9.30 and 11. Another really exciting thing is next week, Ward Kids will also join us in person at our services at 9.30 and 11. So parents, if you have an infant through fifth grader special needs, you can join us as well, 9.30 or 11, for Ward Kids. And parents, please pre-register before Sunday. Now, as I mentioned earlier, we are in a different location, and today we're doing something just a little different. We're actually gonna hear from some of our Ward Church members about what kind of year they've had in, in 2020. And it's gonna be really special and a great time to learn from each other and connect. And right now, we're gonna transition into a time of worship. One.
Looking back on 2020, uh, my year has probably been a lot like yours. Uh, it's had more ups and downs than any I can remember. Uh, and and not, not only have they been more frequent, they've just been more extreme too. Uh, I, I had a really big particular high for me in February when my daughter was born. And uh, man, during those initial months of, of quarantine, uh, I got to spend a lot of extra time with my family and that was just such a blessing. But uh, right along with that, uh, that time, came, uh, like you, stress, fear of the unknown, uh, just insecurity about what, what the future is going to hold and what, what this means for, for my life and for my family. Uh, for a while, right at the beginning there, I got really excited about the chance to slow down a little bit. Uh, an empty calendar was a gift for a while, uh, but, I, but I quickly found out as my life had slowed down externally, internally, my mind hadn't. My mind was still racing, fears uh, loomed large, my perspective got skewed. Uh, I, <laughs> yeah, my, my mind was a mess. It wasn't until fall, for the first time, uh, when I started journaling, that I began to really appreciate the gift of stillness. In that stillness, I found rest. In that stillness, I began to see God in all the little details of my life. And in that stillness, I began to feel just how close God really is. So as I've tried to, to practice the spiritual discipline of stillness in my life, and believe me, I've, I've got a lot of work to do, uh, this song has often come to mind. It's a, it's a great reminder for me that God's light shines brightest when our world is dark. Uh, words like, still, my soul be still. Don't be moved by lesser lights and fleeting shadows. Hold on to his ways. Please sing along if you know it.
Hey, if you're just joining us, my name is Justin and I'm the director of Ward Kids. And here at Ward Church, we value relationships. So we want you to connect with us. Please use the connect card on your Ward Church app. Now, if you don't have the Ward Church app, now's a great time to get out your phone, download the app so you can connect with us today. And when you use the Connect card, it allows us to know that you're here hanging out with us, as well as there's ways that you can let us know how we can pray with you this week, next week. We want to connect with you, so please don't hesitate to use the Connect card. Now, we're about two weeks away from a new series called Help, My Bible is Alive. And this, this teaching series is, is really that. It's going to do just that. It's going to help us know how the Word of God can be alive in our own lives. Now, this is for everyone. So this is an all-church series. And it's for if you've never read the Bible. If when you read the Bible, you're not really sure what to read or how to read it, or you feel kind of lost when you read it, or maybe you just want some new perspective on Scripture, well, then this is it. This is for you. And we're so excited that we can all do this together. And before we start our teaching series uh, on Help My Bible is Alive, you're going to need two things, okay? You're going to need the book, Help My Bible is Alive. And this is actually, fun fact, uh, this book is written by Nicole Eunice, one of our very own teaching pastors here at Ward Church. And then you're also going to need to join the Facebook group, Help My Bible is Alive. Now, if you're watching online today on a computer, you'll see a chat uh, in the chat area. You'll see a link that you can connect on that you can get more information about it. Now, if you're not, if you're just sitting on your couch watching from your TV, you can actually go to ward.church slash newsfeed and get all the information you need there. Um, we're so excited to do this all church series together. As we close the year 2020, we're just overjoyed to share about the ways that your generosity has touched the community, the city, and the world. You have fed the hungry. You have cared for the orphan and the widow. You have supported the grieving and the lonely. You have supported spiritual formation in so many different ways that we just cannot imagine. And we're just so thankful 
for our war church family and the ways that they give and the ways that they're giving and your giving has changed lives this year. Now, as 2020 comes to a close, there's still time for you to make a strategic plan in your year-end giving to help Ward Church for whatever 2021 may bring. Now, there's many ways that you can give today. You can give online, you can give by text, you can give through your Ward Church app, or you can drop off uh, at door entry one. Again, we're just so thankful for Ward Church's audacious generosity, so thank you. The song that has carried me throughout this season is called Highs and Lows by Hillsong. And during COVID, I have found myself on an emotional roller coaster. And I began to experience a type of anxiety I have never felt before that became crippling to me. And there were many times I'd feel frustrated with myself and just ask myself, why can't I feel the joy of the Lord? Or why can't I just have his peace in this moment? And it got to a place that I realized I really needed to seek outside help from a counselor. And there have been many times where I have just wanted to get out of my pain, that I didn't stop to pause long enough to notice that God was right there with me, even in the midst of my pain. That he sees me even when I can't see him, and that he's with me no matter what I am going through. And that's who he is for us. He is God with us in and out of every single season that we are going through. And that's what this song is about today. It is really the cry of a psalmist's heart. To know that in every high and every low, he is seated beside us and he is faithful through it all.
Well, just before we go over and sit with John Hayden and some special guests, please take a moment and pray with me. We're going to do a silent prayer. Uh, so wherever you are, just take about 10 seconds and pray for what this year has been and what year we're walking into. And, and we're going to take a moment together. Let's pray. God, just thank you for all the people in this room right now. God, we thank you that we can be together as a church and we can pray for our communities, our cities, and our church. God, we just pray, pray for every family and every person who's been affected by this year of 2020, which is something that none of us could have ever imagined. And God, we also pray for your hand to go ahead of us and go ahead of Ward Church in 2021 so we can continue our mission to lead generations to live and love like Jesus. God, remind us that in the hard times, God, remind us in the times that we are unsure. God, remind us in those times that we need to find joy that you're there with us, that you love us, and that you won't forsake us. God, just lead us into this new year of 2021, where January 1st, things are not gonna immediately get better. But God, we know that you're gonna be there, taking a step with us every day into 2021. God, we thank you for everyone watching. We thank you for Ward Church, 
and we thank you for the communities and cities that we reach. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today. You know, this year is, uh, it's been crazy, right? I mean, we have uh, lived through the, the first pandemic of our lifetime. Um, it is, uh, it has been wild. It has been unnerving. It's been, uh, it's, it's caused anxiety and fear and doubt and all kinds of stuff for, for most of us. And, uh, you know, uh, one of the things that, that I've realized too, is that in all of that, in all of the anxiety, all of the, the worry, all of the doubt, all of the fear, um, there's been, there's been this, this presence of God that has, has talked he has taught us patience. He's taught us to hope. He's taught us to, uh, to love. He's taught us to reorganize our lives and reprioritize our, our lives. And, you know, we, we wanted to really just kind of sit and, uh, and share a little bit today of the things that God has, uh, has shown us, has taught us in this, this season. And I didn't want to do that. So I have some friends here, here with me today to, to, to kind of talk about what, what we've seen God do and, and what he's taught us. And so uh, we, we, I want to introduce you to, to my friends, Real, Sarah, and Sean. Thank you so much for, for being, being here and, and being willing to talk uh, today. So um, this, this season, um, this, this has been crazy, right? What, is, uh, what was the, the biggest the biggest probably like, oh no, this is going to be bad moment for you. I know I, we all have those, those moments. I'll, I'll share mine, give you some um, time to think. Um, we were in Orlando. I was just sharing this with, with real. We were in Orlando on March 5th um, in the airport, flying home, knowing that this pandemic was about to be crazy. And um, we saw this little girl running through the airport barefoot in Orlando. And I looked at my wife and I was like, oh, either that little girl is going to have like the best immune system <laughs> or she might not make it. Yeah. And it was in that moment when, when I said that, I was like, oh, this is like, this is like, I'm starting to think through how bad this, this could be. Have you had any, any moments like, like that? I think for me, whenever I realized it was going to, things were changing was my husband was sent home from work and he was going to be home. We thought for, you know, four days. And so we had him set up in the basement where all the toys are and all the dress up and everything like that. And I thought, Oh sure. I can keep the kids upstairs for, you know, a day or two while he works from home. And then came, he, he kept, he stayed at home. He never left mm -hmm. and he was there a little longer. And then our playroom turned into his office and I thought, this is not going to work. So then we had to redo the guest bedroom and to make it into an office. Um, so the kids could get all their toys back and we realized, oh, we're all at home. Nobody's leaving this house. Uh-oh. What do we do from here? <laughs> so you have two kids. I have two kids, a four-year-old and a one-year-old. Four-year-old and a one-year-old. Mm -hmm. How did they handle that? How did they handle mom and dad both being home all the time? Was that weird for them? Was it? They loved it. Really? Honestly. Our four-year-old's, it's a daughter, um, Caroline, and she's a daddy's girl. Mm. So she loves nothing more than waking up in the morning and she runs in and it's, 
Daddy, is today a work day? And it used to be, yes, today's a work day. So she knew he was going to be gone all day. Well, now we know that he's in the guest bedroom, which means now we just have to work on not going into the guest bedroom all the time. The daddy has certain times that he pops in, you know, and he gets to come see her at lunch. He gets to come see her after preschool. Um, so she loves every minute of it. That's awesome. I love it just because if the one-year-old needs a diaper change, I can still call on dad <laughs> if, it's, if it works out. That's fun. That's fun. Um, for me, I was in Florida also for the last couple of weeks of February with friends from Ward. And we were listening to the news and discussing it. And the more we listened and discussed, the more I realized I'm one of those immunocompromised people. I have comorbidities that I need to be careful of. And what's this going to be like? And, you know, we continued talking about it and thinking about it all the way home. We got home the 1st of March and I immediately went to the grocery store and started loading up my freezer, refrigerator, pantry, you know, stocking up on medications and things that I thought that I would need for however long. And I I guess I was kind of thinking maybe mid-July, end of July, we were going to be mm -hmm. in this. So I couldn't do that whole time, but I, I could do big chunks of that time. Mm -hmm. And so I, st I started preparing. And at the same time, I, I thought, you need to really be praying about this because this could be really a scary time living alone, mm -hmm. um, uh, not knowing how long you're going to be in this situation. And you know, what's going to happen to all my activities? And so mm -hmm. I started praying about it and, and really thinking it through. And I think getting off on that right foot when the hammer came down and said, this is going to be two weeks or whatever time mm -hmm. it was, I thought, oh, that's not too bad. But somehow in my mind, I kept thinking the end of July. Mm -hmm. And so I, I, I really started asking the Lord, you know, give me some wisdom about where I'm going with this. Yeah. And he came through in some pretty amazing ways. That's awesome. Very cool. Well, Sean, you were in a completely different state when yeah, this all started. It was it was crazy because I was graduating seminary in May, and the pandemic happened in March. Well, you know, applying for pastor jobs takes several months to go through the whole process. So I've been applying for jobs back in January. And I was actually a finalist in like three different churches and was like, yeah, I hope this is good. Hopefully the Lord's going to lead me to one of these places and I'll have a job when I graduate seminary and I'll be able to provide for my family. It's going to be great. And then the pandemic hit and all three of the churches were like, we're no longer hiring. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh no, Lord, what are you doing? And it was just like, well, and who's going to be hiring during a pandemic? Right. And so um, that was that was crazy. But... Obviously, you know, if I can transition a little bit, um, the Lord clearly provided because Ward was hiring during the pandemic. And uh, Real was actually on the search committee um, that hired me. And so they saw something in me in the middle of a pandemic. Um, and um, it's just been, it's been great to be here at Ward. I love Ward. I love the people that I've been able to interact with at Ward. Um, it's just, it's been a great fit. So the Lord knows what he's doing, even mm -hmm. though you're like, oh no, Lord, what are you doing? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And as a search committee, we thought who'd want to come in this pandemic with I know. children and move to Michigan anyway? I mean, that's always a question. And 
you know, how are we going to interview this person and, how, you know, how's this going to happen? And the Lord provided all of that for our committee. It was yeah. really a, a seamless thing, I felt. Um, as, a, as a committee chairperson, I was absolutely astonished at how easily that came together. Yeah, I, I think I think that's that's been one of the the key things is like the ways God has has kind of worked in this this craziness. I know like we've we've all had conversations um, apart from this about about ways God has been uh, been moving in in your life, and it's it's really interesting that it's not been like one set way. Like everybody's had their their own their own things. That's what that's what makes it like God so great is that everything. Is a little different, and he yeah. works in everybody's life um, a little bit uh, differently. Sean, you were um, you were coming from um, from this this place of like ending school, excited about this new place. Then you you do get the new job, um, and you move. So you graduate college, you get a new job, you move, all in the middle of a pandemic. Those are those, uh, those are three big life changes. <laughs> that everybody says are stressors in the middle of a pandemic. Um, I, what what has, has your world been like over the last uh, six months, eight months in the, the transition to, to Ward? Yeah. Well, for the last five years, I was in seminary. And so my kids just have known my wife working full-time and me going to school full-time. And a transition, that alone, just like me starting to work and then Emily being home more, would have been crazy and then we moved states and then a pandemic hit mm-hmm. and the crazy thing is this is so bizarre but the pandemic actually helped with the transition which mm. is totally nuts um because you know as you guys know kids are not in school right now and they weren't back in in march you know everything shut down and um so everyone was home and all these people had homeschooled their kids and it was just like we don't know what we're doing and my kids didn't get to see their friends, so they were all cooped up in the house. And then um, we move up here. Now, I came from St. Louis. St. Louis is hotter and humider. And so my kids spend most of the time inside. If they went outside, they would come back in five minutes later, cheeks all red, <laughs> sweaty. It's like, it's too hot! So we just spent all the time inside. Mm-hmm. We moved up here, and there's still the pandemic, but my kids were outside all day, and it was amazing. And because they couldn't see any of their friends except through Zoom or Skype, um, they continued to have those relationships. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and the transition wasn't hard because it was one inside place to another inside place. Mm-hmm. So in the most bizarre way, the, the pandemic actually helped, I think, relieve some of that stress. My kids were used to seeing their friends on Zoom. Um, they now had this bonus of being able to play outside all day, which they did not have in St. Louis. And, um, so I never would have expected it, yeah. but the pandemic actually, actually helped with the transition. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, kind of Sean was just talking about like the transition, you know, was so helpful and, you know, and that's still like a moving piece for me, whenever all this happened, it would just, it put a stop. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a complete pause. Um, and it really made me focus and mm-hmm. just stop to think okay, well now I don't have to go here. I don't have to take my kids here. I don't have to make sure dinner is on the table prepared in order to get out the door for my next meeting or my next event. You know, it was kind of like, all right, all right, God, we're just gonna pause. 
We're going to stop. We're going to rethink what should I be doing? Well, it was kind of forced, you know, mm -hmm. um, here it is. And it, it made me become very intentional. Mm -hmm. I think just intentional on my relationships, um, on, on friendships. Who am I going to check in on? Who mm -hmm. am I going to reach out to? Mm -hmm. Um, how am I going to go about doing that intentional with my family? I mean, now we are home. We are home together all day. Mm -hmm. So what is this going to look like? What, mm -hmm. how are we going to fill this time um, with my kids? You know, just everything with my husband, with my faith, mm -hmm. being able to get up and really read my Bible and have that quiet time knowing I don't have to get out the door for somewhere. Mm -hmm. It really, God kind of used this time to prioritize. I think you used yeah. the word in your opening about reprioritize things. And um, it's just been a good stopping point, a good stop, a good pause mm -hmm. to refocus and um, allow that time to see how the God's working. Mm -hmm. How is God working through these things? Um, so that's really yeah. been for me. And, and none of the stuff I was doing were bad things, right? Yeah. But you're just, you're busy. You're busy. You're, you've yeah. got a life, you've got family, you've got church, you've got kids, you've got a bunch of things going on. Mm -hmm. uh, and when it's all removed, God works too. Well, intentionality is one of my favorite words. And I think as an educator, you build that into your life. So mm -hmm. that's a, that's the first thing I did was focus on what was I going to do when all of, all of my volunteer activities outside of my home in particular came to a halt mm -hmm. um, one at a time. I, I had Sean's committee going for a while, but that eventually worked out to mm -hmm. fruition. So um, I really asked the Lord to help me find a way to keep myself busy and not be a burden to my kids on the phone or my neighbors or, you know, whatever contacts I had. Most of my Bible studies ended. Um, they kind of worked their way on until they stopped and then come fall. I, I joined a couple Zoom Bible studies. Um, one Bible study that I'm in continued to meet kind of sporadically, but we continued to meet. So there, there were a few things that I could do and felt safe doing. Um, but the Lord, you know, taught me to really dig in those scriptures, really concentrate on my relationship with him, um, to develop a deeper faith during this process. Um, and, and just the Bible verses that kept coming back to me mm -hmm. that I would run into in these studies, you know, mm -hmm. do not be afraid. I'm the same Lord yesterday, today, mm -hmm. and tomorrow. Mm -hmm. um, I am with you always. Just mm -hmm. repeated things. And I thought, you know, grab hold of his hand like you never have grabbed before and walk with him and he mm -hmm. will show you the way. Mm -hmm. And every day mm -hmm. I got through that day with a bunch of different activities um, that I was really surprised could keep me busy and content. And I, I was telling John earlier that I'm generally a content person, but facing the unknown, facing the fear of health issues and lockdowns for how long, you know, I, I did think it was going to be for a shorter period of time, <laughs> but all of that could tip that contentment on its ear really quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, if I focused on that instead of, on the joy I have, the peace I have with the Lord that is leading my life, um, 
it, it just, it has really, really helped. And I've not had that alone feeling. I've not had that um, fearful feeling. I've not had that dread feeling. I, I've been very blessed by the Lord keeping me content. And that's by keeping me busy, keeping me focused on Him, on all of the right things instead of the things that we normally grab onto. Um, which are often the wrong things. Mm -hmm. uh, now, has Satan tried to upset that apple cart? You bet. Mm -hmm. um, I can't tell you the, the technological difficulties I've gone through, <laughs> the um, prescription drug difficulties I've gone mm -hmm. through with this pharmacy and that pharmacy and this office and that office. But somehow I've gotten through it all. Mm -hmm. And then at the very end of September, I got a phone call from my son and daughter-in-law in Chicago that they thought it would be a good idea if they moved back with me for the months of October, November, December, and then head back to Chicago at the new year. And I said, wow, that would really be a change for all of us, but I would love it. <laughs> and so... They came lock, stock, and barrel with these a three-year-old and a five-year-old and mom that works full-time in an office in the house and my son who is going to um, a business partner's office three days a week. So I'm caregiving to a three-year-old and a five-year-old when she's not in preschool. I'm training a three-year-old. I'm having to look the other way. Um, not lose patience and, and still remain focused in kind of a, a crazy upside down house that I'm not mm -hmm. used to. Mm -hmm. So, it, you know, that intentionality in the beginning has really helped me through all of these changes that have gone on. Mm -hmm. So I'm grateful for that. That's awesome. I, I know you said um, in earlier conversation that um, it's made you be intentional about focusing on the one you love the most. That who and loves I, me most yeah. and who I love the most. Absolutely. Yeah. Because living alone, you can become very self-centered and mm -hmm. um, very easily agitated and not on target at all. And the Lord has really helped me with that. And, yeah. and I've had to depend on him because he is the only in my life. So Yeah, that's awesome. Sarah, I know you you'd said too, that you became intentional about your family, about your friends. Um, your your situation, um, it's, it's like the way you became intentional was really cool. Why don't you, why don't you share with, I don't know that, that they know all of it. Why don't you share a little bit about how you and, and Robert became intentional? intentional? Well, so something that's hard that both my husband and I have struggled with, and I think a lot of people are, is you know, we're, God tells us not to live in fear. Mm -hmm. we, we should not live in fear. We should not be fearful. But when something like this goes on, mm -hmm. you don't, you want to be smart too. Mm -hmm. So there's like this balance of what's smart, what's living in fear, and it's hard to navigate. Mm -hmm. um, and we've struggled with that mm -hmm. of, you know, we don't want to just hide away in the depths, but then also we don't want to be careless yeah. in everything. Um, and so one of the things we've done with our family, we have really embraced the Ward Kids videos mm -hmm. that they send out. Um, and they're sent out weekly. Mm -hmm. And so we have a, like I said, a four-year-old and a one-year-old. 
And so we really focus on the preschool ones. And there's Ollie the Owl, which my four-year-old loves Ollie the Owl. Um, and so it's times we, and I'll go back to this, on Sunday we do house church with friends, but on Tuesdays our families kind of gather together, and that's when we do kids' church. And so what we do is our family gathers, and um, we watch Ollie the Owl. We do worship together with Caroline. And, you know, on a typical Sunday morning, she was always in ward kids. So we didn't get to participate in that with her. So now we're actually getting to see the story she's doing. We're getting to worship with her. We've worked on memorizing the verses. We've written the verse on our living room window just because, honestly, it helps my husband and I memorize it as well, you know, to where we can see it during the breakfast table. Um, And we're able to worship together as a family, Mm. which is something we haven't done um, again, not a bad thing that she's gone into ward kids on Sunday mornings, yeah. but we haven't worshiped together. Yeah. And it's really cool to get to learn her Bible stories, which some of them, I mean, I'm learning a lot too. You know, we're talking about Nehemiah building a wall and all these different things. And you're like, oh, yeah. wait, what was that story? You know, and going back to it. Um, and so that's been really, really cool to do that as a family. Awesome. Um, and then on Sunday mornings, we've been doing house church. Mm-hmm. So we kind of decided when all of this happened back in March, is that when it started, I think? Mm -hmm. (laughs) We um, are very close with two families and the Roberts and the Morrises. And these are families that the men are in a small group together and the women are in a small group together. And we decided to kind of just start doing church with these two families. They all have children. So our three families have started um, gathering on Sunday mornings for house church. And every Sunday morning, 9 a.m., we rotate whose house we're in, and that house is the host for that Sunday. We get there, everyone arrives, grabs a cup of coffee. The families all worship together, so we do the music. And then the kids go off and play. And when I say play, there's always a kid screaming, there's a kid (laughs) crying, there's an interruption. But right when we watch the sermon, um, we do that, and then we all gather together for a snack, and then we turn on... A movie for the kids and they go downstairs and as adults we do a lesson together the six adults mm-hmm. and then we all gather again and we have lunch um and so then we get that fellowship time and then we go home and it's nap time the kids are exhausted they're worn out and they're out um, and so that's what our sunday mornings have looked like and we've just done the same thing with the same families over and over and over and it's just amazing how even our relationship with our other family's kids have grown you know, whenever kids are getting to see their parents involved in, in reading the Bible and learning and worshiping, um, getting to worship with our worship team on Sunday mornings with our children is beautiful. Mm-hmm. And yes, the kids are dancing. Sometimes they bring up their own instruments. You know, <laughs> you know you've got cymbals or something. You can't even hear what's going on, but it's the beauty. And it's like, I think this is what God, I think God would be smiling. He'd be laughing and might be covering his ears. It's loud. <laughs> it's right. You can't hear, but yeah. um, it's just so cool to yeah. worship and be together. Absolutely. That's how we've been doing it. That's awesome. Um, just in this conversation, I'm, uh, I'm here. What I'm hearing is that while God was working in our lives and revealing different things and showing different things to each of us, the consistent thing is that we had to be intentional about something about how we prioritized our our family our relationships our focus on on him 
um, our trust. Like there, there is this intentionality um, in our, our relationship with God. Um, and we, we all know that, that God is the one that, that moves. God is the one that does. But there is this intentionality that, uh, that, that, is, that causes something special, mm-hmm. that, uh, that, that helps us to see something new, something, uh, something special. I want to encourage you uh, that, that we can um, begin to be intentional about how we, we focus not on our problems, not on the situations, but on God, on our relationship with him. And what are those things that, that, that God is asking of us, our trust, uh, prioritizing our, our family. I love hearing about families taking the time to, uh, to worship together and, and become that spiritual leadership of their, their kids' lives. I mean, I think that is amazing hearing parents say that I'm, I'm going to take a more active role in discipling my, my children. I love hearing people talk about um, that, that I decided that I needed to focus more on the one who loves me most and I love the most. And I, I love that. I, I love hearing uh, statements like, it's still, it's still stressful and it's still bad, but I choose to trust. These are all things that, that I think we all need to learn. These are things that, that we all need to learn to be intentional uh, in this, this time that we still, let's be honest, we don't know when it's going to end. Um, but even if it ends tomorrow, there's still things that we have to learn for the rest of our lives, how to be intentional about our relationships with him and with those uh, around us. Again, thank you all for, for being a part of this and for, for joining in. Thank you for uh, for joining in uh, today. I want to pray real quick um, for us and for you. God, I thank you so much for uh, each person in this room. God, all that you've taught, all that you've shown, all that you've revealed. Um, God, I pray that you would just continue to move, continue to bless. And God, I pray for those who are watching from from their their homes as well, God, that you would begin to, to reveal a new thing to them, God, that you begin to to show up in a new way uh, for their their hearts, their lives, their souls, their spirits. And uh, God, I, I thank you for what you've taught us all through this past year. Uh, and God, I look forward to the new lessons uh, that, that you have ahead of us. In your name we pray, amen. As we close our service today, I wanna remind you that next week we'll be in person at both 9.30 and 11, or we'll be here online. We hope that you guys have a great day and God bless you.